0: I think the title for our session this uh, afternoon is How Passing on the Skills Has Impacted the Church in India. uh, I'm Caleb Rayapati. I am from a city called Hyderabad in India. I've lost two slides. I'm not very conversant with this PowerPoint, but I will try to wrestle with that. So that's just by way of introduction. I work with Harvest Ministries which is based in Hyderabad, and um, I'm a church planter. So I'm not a medical person at the outset, let me confess that. So I'm going to share with you as to how um, the skills that has been provided by the Southeast ITAC and uh, Empire has uh, enabled us to impact our communities. It's a very famous saying which says, Give a man a fish, you'll feed him for a day. But show him how to catch fish, you will feed him for a lifetime. How true it is. But then I, I would like to start with um, a statement. And then I also would like to throw a couple of scriptures which form the basis for what I'm sharing. Passing on the skills is an endeavor to help people not only help themselves, but also help others around them. It attempts to provide long-term and sustainable projects and help move from relief to development and to self to a self-sustaining model. As I've told you, Southeast Missions has invested in Harvest Ministries to empower our pastors uh, who operate In the rural Telangana state of India. Teams led by Charlie Vitito, Linda Webster, Greg Blakemore, Chris Liboff. Liboff is here. And uh, these are the people who challenged and engaged our pastors to not only excel in their efforts to reach out to the people, but meet the physical needs in the name of Christ. And uh, thus, they have brought out um, entirely new dimension to dynamics into our ministry. Matthew eleven four and 5 says, And Jesus answered them, said, Go tell John what you hear and see. What is that? Blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, and uh, deaf hear, and the dead are raised, and the poor have good news to preach to them. Here is another verse that really amplifies um, what we are talking about. Second Timothy 2, very famous, isn't it? And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others as well. So these are the portions of scriptures which have been basis on which we have built this position. We have realized that we need to give the whole gospel to the unreached uh, communities of our state. Which meant also including meeting their felt needs. So love in action has been the motive of the gospel that uh, has been the theme for us to to bring out the substance of what I'm t- trying to tell you, I would like to to start um, with the theme tale of two pastors, or tale of two pastors. Now, I'm not talking, taking you back to the tale of two cities, taking you, tell you tale of two pastors. One is Pastor Ratnakar. Now, this guy is um, uh, in a village called Gambira Rao Pet in Karimnaga district of Telangana. He has been laboring hard for years together, sold out church planter. But then he had been having problem with the communities. He, is, he was working predominantly among Hindu community, adding has been having serious problems. He was attacked several times. His house was raided. Church was ransacked. But through all these orderals, God has been very good to him. He continued to pursue. Ratnakar escaped a vicious attack on his his life. But that did not deter him. He continued to wait on the Lord. He was seeking God to give him a breakthrough. That breakthrough came... um, few years ago when there was a drought like situation for over seven years. When the communities surrounding his um, place were having acute shortage of water, Ratnakar took the opportunity to drill a bore well in the community that has attacked him and opposed him. This has turned things around and to such an extent they they felt this man whom they have hated, they have even attempted to kill him, has become their savior. Not just that, few years later when Ratnakar was empowered to use this dental dentistry, he went back to the same village. Dr. Charlie, one of uh, Dr. Charlie's favorite student, he has truly excelled in using these dental skills. He went goes back to this community sets up dentist a dental camp the mother of the man who led the mob to attack him and kill him finish him off had serious dental issues she went to several several um uh, medical personnel none could uh, fix her problem ratnaka did and this lady thought now, my son only meant to kill him, finish him off, but this man means good to us, for our community, not just to me, but to the rest of us. The son was also touched so much by this, he began to think differently now. The man who led the mob to attack and kill him now is one of his fans. He contributes to the church now. So that's how God um, turn things around for Ratnakar. That's one story. Here is Ratnakar. And then I, w- I will show some slides uh, where Ratnakar is in action. So. And then I want to talk to you about Sunil. Sunil is uh, more like our own uh, homegrown product. To tell you the fact, he was raised out of this church which Ratnakar has planted. He not only got saved from a Hindu background, he was nurtured and he felt led to go and minister in a very, very remote location in the deep, dense forest of Adilabad district. When Sunil went to these places, he began to uh, preach the gospel, evangelize in a very, very traditional way. But the acceptance was bad. People began to hate him, mock at him, threaten him, chase him away. They thought he's another guy who brought this European, uh, he is talking about these European gods. So he was um, quite disturbed because people were um, not uh, accepting him because their peop- uh, people's Uh, practices and beliefs were totally different. These are the tribes, Ghosn tribes. Their practices were totally different. But Sunil did not give up. He He continued um, and then he began to use the dentistry. He went out and set up dental camps in those areas. People began to not only look to him, have their pain relieved, but they began to listen. So that's how Sunil had access into those communities. It may not be an exaggeration, but believe me, Sunil's work in those tribal areas was so effective that the police, the police who were actually having, um, um, waging a battle with the ultras who are actually called Naxalites, They found Sunil works very beneficial because Sunil's work was getting people's acceptance. They began to come along Sunil. They even have sponsored some of the medical camps. Police will buy um, the medicines. They will take care of the hospitality. They provide place and allow Sunil to set up the dental clinics. One night, one night... um, there were a bunch of young people who were going through that forest. They were attacked by the wild boars. They got badly injured. They went to the nearby town. None of them were able to help them. Someone in that town pointed out to this guy, Pastor Sunil. They said, he can help you out. So They came knocking at his door. He was ready to accept them. They, he fixed their problem fix their tooth. So this again has enhanced his reputation as someone who can really, really meet the needs of the people, who can extend love of Jesus Christ um, through these uh, acts of kindness and mercy, even to fixing people's uh, tooth. And and his reputation in that area spread so much One of the doctor who had um, empty space in his uh, clinic, he said, why don't you set up your dental chair here and uh, practice? Which he began to do it because of uh, compulsion. So many people out there, they needed um, their uh, tooth to be fixed. He was doing that, but he was not happy. Even I was not happy because that was not our purpose. Our purpose was not to set up a parallel clinic, Uh, But then our purpose was to use dentistry to connect people and tell them, demonstrate God's love to them. So we battled with that. But then we did not have a church back then. When we put up a church, a few years later, Sunil shifted his dental chair to the church. And that's where he practices uh, dental. uh, I will show a slide. That's Sunil for you, by the way. Okay, this is the very area where um, Ratnakar operates, and uh, that's his clinic. That's literally his house, which has been turned into a clinic. By the way, he does not operate every single day. One day, I think the first Wednesday of every month, this clinic operates morning till evening. And that's where uh, he fixes their teeth. But then if people show up, um, he ensures that they wait for him, that he has opportunity to talk to them and um, doesn't occupy himself totally in this. We didn't want to come into, get into that danger. Here is one Hindu saint uh, engaging um, in a conversation with Pratnakar before he got his tooth fixed. That's uh, one of our dental camps that we do for um, those people behind are the community leaders who actually came to check check us out. Uh, that guy in the stripes is uh, a doctor sent out by the district medical That's where Sunil operates in the northernmost part of our state called Adilabad, where um, it's, uh, um, it's it's dense forest. It's habitated by the tribals. OK, that's Sunil and um, that's, that's how he's operating there. That's his church clinic. That's his church. And trained one of the members of the church to help him. And she's um, helping him out. I think um, Chris uh, Chris knows the location and he can relate to it very well. So this is again one of the free dental outreaches that we have done. Sunil is participating. So I want to give the backdrop. You know, I see friends from India. India, in our sense, so many, so many medical personnel to the West. And uh, I hear everybody, some of the friends I meet, they say, oh, my doctor, my cardiologist is an Indian, um, my gynecologist Indian. So, so many, so many doctors are from India. But then um, if you Think about India, though India is changing so much, we have the best of the medical facilities, state of the art facilities out in the cities and in major towns. But in the rural areas, the Medicare is non-existing. It's only on paper. On paper we have the best, everything is good. But then, though 60% of the India's population They live in rural India. Medicare system is totally, totally lacking. If you are talking about dentistry, nothing, nothing. You can even find a doctor who can fix a fever or some ailments. But then if you're talking about dentistry, um, no, people are meant to put up with the pain and suffer. That's where uh, Harvest has chipped in. in. Harvest started in year 1995, essentially as a church planting ministry. Our goal was to, to evangelize and plant churches. We were out and out for evangelism, but then down the years we felt it's not just the preaching alone, but we need to demonstrate it's not the proclamation, but also the demonstration of um, God's love that is important. So we began to minister to, uh, to understand the felt needs in the community and uh, engage them and provide them their medicals. That's where actually uh, Southeast has come along, uh, Southeast and uh, ITEC and Empire they came and provided uh, equipped our pastors 25 of them uh, initially it was 10 pastors they were trained later on all the 25 of our pastors have been trained to use dentistry in the areas where there is uh, no facility to have the tooth problems fixed at all so far we have fixed uh, 300 3,600 extractions, 3,600 extractions with zero error. Believe me, zero error. Um, One of the medical uh, dentists, he was actually getting trained in a dental college. Later on, he even obtained a gold medal for his uh, performance. He, was, he got attracted so much by what we do. He came along to several of our camps. He calls me uncle and he said, uncle, in our hospital, we see hundreds of patients every single day. But then we also see so many dozens of bad cases. But then how come you don't have any such these pastors, they use their skills so gently, so nicely. There's not a bad case. And um, the reason I can boldly tell you this, uh, tell this, is because we not only use this to relieve them of their pain, but then we also use this as a follow-up. When we put up a dent- dental camp, we not just finish them off, send them off, but then the local pastors. He takes charge and goes and checks on them. How is your tooth? Is the swelling gone? And uh, do you experience pain still? And so that's how he connects. And then um, he gets engaged with them in a conversation, even talk about Jesus Christ. So that is how God has used us among the predominantly Hindus. We... um, but then that is not without a challenge. We, we face several challenges. First challenge was the challenge of, um, um, oh, these are the trainings. Here is Charlie. You can find Charlie there. And this is one of the pictures of dental camps, that free dental camp that is being set up. What we have done is um, in this dental outreaches that we do, we don't charge people. People just line up, sometimes a few hundreds. We try to take care of all of them, but we don't charge them. But then we have devised a method. If they have problems that we cannot fix there, we also began to Give them a small slip, the address of the pastor and the phone number. We tell them now contact him on uh, any date. You can fix an appointment and come see him in his church, and that's how we are able to draw people there. At these clinics, the church clinics, as I can call, I call them, we these people are charged a, so, a small nominal amount is charged, and. Um, they are willing to pay because uh, they are getting good care. Okay, so these are the clinics. The challenge is to get the recognition. Though um, Tim is here, Tim has passed, uh, Tim knows all of my team here, I'm uh, talking about. Uh, they give certificates. Empower gives certificates. Southeast gives certificates. But these certificates do not mean anything to the law enforcement agencies out there, the medical um, department there. So, how do we? I mean, though, <laughs> in one instance, um, I got a commendation letter from the police department that actually sponsored our pastors. Uh, said, Dr. Sunil, Dr. Ratnakar, Dr. Uh, there are about 10 names, they said, thank you very much for coming out and helping and we re, truly recognize said doctors when did you become doctors <laughs> so that's the that's the level of um, um, appreciation that they they consider them as doctors but then truly they're not doctors they are pastors who are actually doing the work of um, doctors one government official actually went on to say recognize and say you are doing what government is not being able to do. Uh, but then to get recognition from the others, it was very hard. So we found out a way out. We, we found out St. John's Ambulance is a first aid training that is available. So we made our pastors um, get this uh, certificate. There are three levels. Um, so once you go through this course, you are empowered to do basic first aid uh, place. So we are using this as um, credential. Uh, um, basing on this, we are going out and doing what we are able to do. Um, and I want to tell, talk a little bit about this lady. Um, when we do camps, the local press, even though they are in interior <coughs> places, the lo- local people... They, come to, they want to feed this news, and this news to spread around, and uh, they, they publish in their local newspapers. But that publicity also caused us a little, harm, um, a little harm, but then actually it worked out for our good. The head of the district, we call him district collector, he was curious to know how these pastors, uh, the harvest ministry, is able to do dentistry. Who are they? How can they do it? He sent the district medical officer, happens to be this lady called Renuka, who happens to be a dentist. She came to check us out. She came and she sat there. I got into a conversation with her. Now that you have seen, what do you think about our pastor? She said, excellent. They are doing such a great job. And she went on to tell her own story. She said, you know, when I was studying in the medical school, some of my roommates and classmates tried to tell me about Jesus. I was very repulsive. I didn't allow them to come near me because I thought this is a religion of the low caste. This is a foreign religion. We did not need. I was very, very staunch Hindu. So I said no. No. And at one instant, my friend gave me a New Testament. I tore it right in front of her. But this lady sat there The long conversation, culminated in she requesting me for a Bible. I didn't have a Bible at that time. We had plenty of New Testaments and tracts. So I gave her a New Testament and a tract. And she goes back to the she gives her report. A very very favorable report uh, that has not only enabled us to give a greater credibility and recognition, but the collector said, "What is the government doing?" So, uh, because of the recommendation that she has given in the the the, the, the uh, government hospitals in that sub uh, province got the dental chairs, and uh, the. The collector put pressure on them to do a good work. And then to win the confidence of the people also was a challenge. But then God has enabled us to overcome. We have found a lot of community leaders. They began to appreciate, come around us. The, The local members of the parliament, they actually came along appreciated what we are doing for their people, and they came forward to sponsor our clinic. These are some of the um, commendations uh, that uh, the people have um, sent our way, fully commending what we are doing and um, the impact that we are able to make among the people. The challenge was to make this self-sustaining, It was very, very hard. Charlie was always insisting this should not be free. But then I always was fighting with him. Now, these people cannot afford to pay. Um, So therefore, we have to make it free. We have wrestled with that uh, quite a lot, quite a lot. But then we have found a way. I definitely now believe that it should not be free. There should be a room where we can do free clinics, but then we should also provide a chance for them to participate and pay for their services. Uh, So at these clinics, now we do charge these church clinics. The people who use that, they do pay money. They do pay money. So that uh, is also helping uh, not only in the viability but also the visibility because the pastors do have credibility to do this and um, that is uh, helping the other benefit is other um, here okay i should uh, I lost that slide. I that slide is about Sunil at his church clinic. Yep. That's his church in the background. And that's the church wall. If you see, it says Harvest Dental First Aid Clinic. <laughs> Harvest Dental First Aid Clinic. And it also tells you on which day of uh, the week that operates so other any benefits besides credibility is um, the recognition accessibility now look at this slide this is a hindu priest he had a toothache he found this man engaged helping people fix their tooth, but then he was hesitating. He came at about 10 o'clock in the morning. He was lingering around. He wanted to go, but he was keeping. At around 3 or 3.30 in the evening, when these people were just about to wind up, thinking that not many people are around, slowly sneaks in. And uh, our people very warmly welcome him, and um, they fix his teeth. That's another pastor of us. Uh, his name is Daniel. He was uh, working on him. As he was working on him, he began to talk to him about Jesus. Of course, he has asked him questions. And um, that's when actually they give them uh, the shots, that's the time they engage them in a conversation. And this... <laughs> And and this Hindu priest, I cannot say that he has come to know the Lord yet, but he talks about these men of God so much. We have heard from the third and fourth persons as to how he talks about these pastors who are out to help people. And um, so uh, so that's an accessibility that we have got. Previously, all our work was confined to the low caste. The upper caste people, though we reach out to them, they do not come. But now they're coming because the pain is such. uh, The caste barriers are breaking. That's what the community leaders are so appreciative of. You are breaking the caste barriers. You have the priests, Brahmin priests, priests, and um, all kinds of people are coming. Here is, this is another sect um, man belonged to another sect of Hinduism. They wear four, black dress for 40 days. They don't wear footwear. They don't uh, uh, eat non-vegetarian. Um, they don't even have um, um, sexual relationship, even their wives. So 40 days, they abstain from all of this. At the end of 40 days, they go on a pilgrimage. And that's how they think they attain salvation. And this man is the leader who initiates such people into that. And this man came to one of our clinics. Now he got saved. And uh, so, so God, that's the accessibility that he's giving to us. Now the accessibility, we, previously it's just in our communities. Now we are able to go to different and distant places because we are getting invited by the local communities there to come and um, help people out there. So the, I needless to say, it is actually building the capacity. Um, it's helping in the capacity building of the local community churches. Our churches are growing. These are small groups. I'll tell you, I I, did, I don't have time to actually give you the actual background where I minister to. These, these are the places they have not even heard the name of Jesus once. Very remote and uh, barren lands. In such places, God is giving us these fruits, which are precious. They're small congregations, but then are, people are being added, and they are reaching out to the others. And then I think I'll take time to talk about our medical trainings also, uh, which uh, Greg Blakemore and Chris and others who have come and helped us as the saying says, stitch in time saves nine. Um, these are the pastors who have been trained in the basic medical practices. They, the, they have been taught how to check the blood pressure, sugar levels, pulse rates, heart, heartbeats among the adults. And then they have also been primarily taught how to detect the abnormalities among the children, like measuring their head and the weight. Um, the primary purpose being, if these can only be detected early, they can actually be fixed. I, I have my own son who is a victim of muscular dystrophy. We did not find that out until he was uh, four years old. So this brother who brought this training to us felt that if he can only identify these abnormalities among the children detect them at the very early age, uh, some of these can be fixed. God is using these skills also through the pastors to, to help people identify. Hitherto, um, some of the people felt that we are stealing people from going to their medical clinics. But now these doctors are so appreciative of these pastor doctors because. Every time they find something wrong with the physical condition, they actually advise them, sometimes push them to go see a doctor. I'll tell you one instance. Uh, David Paul, one of our pastors, um, got a call from one household. In this household, the mother-in-law was... um, Acting very funny. They thought she is demon possessed. They took her to so many. So many places. To witch doctors. And sorcerers. And all. And nothing was helping. Her condition was only increasing. When David. They finally thought. They can go to this pastor. Who can pray. This pastor went and saw. He. Said can I see your. Um, check your blood pressure. They didn't understand that. So he checked her blood pressure. It was way, way too high. At once, she, he advised the family, please rush her to the nearest doctor. When she went to the doctor, they found out that she is having that condition, getting irritated, shouting at people, the family members. It's only because of that once her BP is fixed, she became normal. So David had to say, this is nothing but a medical condition, and God has sent this um, help to you. So you don't have to go to the, all these um, witch doctors. So these uh, skills that God has provided through Southeast to these pastors has helped a lot. And then we also have been taught how to fix the community bore wells. The government goes about drilling wells, and in due time they get rot. um, They get um, they fail because the maintenance is uh, not taken care. And um, Chris Libov came and he taught us how to fix this well. Though we are not doing as much as we have to, but when we have initiated this, went to the community. Community felt happy not because we fix their well they are appreciative that we are we have a heart for them we care for them and uh, we mean good to them so that's how this uh, this skills that has been passed on to us has uh, has helped us in equipping enabling empowering our local churches out there in india so with this i will conclude and uh, open up for questions. That's all I could um, uh, condense in the time I have, and I can take um, questions for 10 minutes. Yes. About
1: how long does it take for you to train a, pastor
0: you can have a Well, <laughs> um, first time when uh, Charlie wanted to come and train, I myself did not have any idea. And then I spoke to my friends who are in a medical fraternity. They were very, very pessimistic. How can this be possible? Actually, I told them these pastors are going to be trained in one week. They said no. But right now, they actually appreciate, admire, and uh, they actually um, think very big about us. So it's one week training. Uh, I think we have Empire and uh, iTech out there. They have their booths. They can uh, give you more uh, details and help you. Yes. Can you talk a little
1: bit more about the compromise you made between the free clinic and the
0: not-free clinic and the thought process behind that? <clears throat> it was very hard. Like, when you see the need with the people... And when you can do something, it's very hard for you for you to say, okay, now you pay me for these services, and I will render it to you. So that was the the struggle initially. But then we we also felt that is not going to help us. On the the entire purpose of um, Southeast or the ITAC is not to uh, not that's not the, they they want to equip you, empower you so that you can carry out on your own. So we had to find a ways of uh, getting it going. So we had to balance between this and also um, running it on a self sustaining manner.
1: So how did you balance
0: it? As I told you, when we go and do uh, outreach on a Every single month, it's a free clinic. But then, if people have to come and get their teeth fixed at the church clinics that I mentioned to you, that's where they got to pay. It doesn't actually, they were making money as such, but then at least uh, they pay for the medicines. Mm. It's not, the motive is, I, again, not make money. Yes. Yes. You
1: said that uh, one of the organizations, perhaps the police or the government, was
0: able to supply chairs? No. Oh, ITEC as provided as the chairs. They funded the medicines. Okay. Now we have to pay, I mean, we have to buy the medicines locally. So they have know? funded the medicines and the local arrangements. Hospice. Even the last uh, week before I came here, we had a clinic. The police didn't sponsor it, but then police came and made sure they, they are also associated with us. The chief of the police came to that area. Yeah.
1: If the clinics are held in different churches, do you rotate the sets of instruments, or how does that work?
0: The, the, the clinics are – actually, the outreach clinics are out there in the country. Right. We use the government facilities, like the town um, – Town office, or school um, classrooms, uh, we have um, an excellent way of uh, ensuring everything is sanitized, um, proper care is taken care of. But the church clinics, no issues. Uh, the pastor has all the um, equipment sterilized and uh, taken care of. Yeah. Yes. How
1: did your pastors feel about being trained in
0: this? Not what they imagined they'd be doing? I was also a little pessimistic. <laughs> but these guys were... Tim, can you pitch in here?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, I can give you an
0: anecdotal story about Sunil that yep. uh, Pastor Caleb didn't pass on. Uh,
1: on my last visit to Harvest last and I was on the last training, uh, we were in a church clinic, an outreach clinic uh, doing the training, and uh, it was a follow-up. Sunil had been extracting teeth for a couple of years, but we also had some new trainees. And one of our new trainees was having a lot of difficulty removing a lower right second molar into the room, non-innocent room. Those are hard. Uh, and tooth broke. Uh, the first-year student was not able to get one of the roots out, and uh, Sunil was helping other places, and so then uh, Dr. Charlie stepped in, and he tried to remove the root for 20 minutes or so, and then uh, I had loops, I had my loops, and I had a and he said, Tim, come here and see if you can get this root out, so I go and dig around on it for 20 minutes, or so. so now that's lunchtime. time, it's yeah. worse, right, so now everybody's hungry and this poor person is sitting in the chair for now, an, an hour at least. And we're about to send him to the hospital. And then Sunil, Meek, and Miles, Sunil in this case, uh, is standing behind me. And after Charlie's said, Doctor Charlie said, let's sit him. I said, now you know what? I think let's give Doctor Sunil, let's give let's give Sunil a chance. Let's give Pastor a chance. And then and we walked off. And then Sunil prayed with them and. Probably within 10 minutes, he had the tooth out. I mean, this is after Americans are digging around for... So, and I can tell you, initially, I'm sure the nerves are there. I mean, I know they are. I see it happen all the time. Uh, But once they gain the skill, um, it's amazing what God does. Uh, That's all I can say. The Holy Spirit takes over in places that are not reasonable to do a training in five days. It's almost miraculous. <coughs> no, it is miraculous. But uh, are they nervous at first? Absolutely. Uh, are they nervous after a year in? I can almost assuredly tell you no. Because the skill demonstrators is just, is just astounding. These guys are better than I have taken up these even I've done it for twenty five
0: years. So yeah. Thank you Tim. I will add one more. <clears throat> Out of the 25 pastors we put on training, only one we had to withdraw because he was not really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite, though. In one instance, the early first time when Charlie came to train, when I myself was kind of not very sure in the practical training we were doing, having people. These pastors are doing extraction for the first time. Charlie was walking around. I was going around with him. He goes to this pastor and he says, how many roots does this molar has uh, on the patient that he was working? And then he looked at him and said, three. And then uh, Charlie smiles and takes me to the side. He says, no, only two. And then we were going around. Watching the rest of about 20, 25 minutes later, this pastor comes and presents his first trophy of this that he's pulled out with three roots. (laughs) And Charlie Uh, blinks and he says, Caleb, medically, it is only two. But God has provided wisdom to this guy to know that there are three roots. And he pulled it out. So so that can explain to you. Uh, These guys are not only adventurous, but... uh, God has blessed their hands. I told you, zero, zero error. The gold medalist of a dental school says, Uncle, we handle hundreds of cases, so many dozens, but, but how come you, these pastors, what they do? They're not nothing. Any other questions? So we have um, <clears throat> iTech, you are, if you are not familiar, iTech um, provided us the chairs and all the equipment. It's very, very, very f- funny that we can actually carry them at the back and go into an- interior areas and use them. So you can visit that booth. And also Empire has a booth. Empower has come out with a lot more innovative ways to impact people and um, the skills, so you can visit those booths as well. Tim, you have anything to fill in? Any more questions? If not, then we are dismissed. Thank you.